Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Happy Monday to you, life, love, and liberty. Liberty is always something that's going to be challenged. It is nothing new. We see it happening all over the country. Ending last week with a phenomenal RNC convention. Oh my gosh. Wow. Such a great job. Very proud of the president and his team. Really making it about America. We know we're not without sin, but... Certainly no reason to throw this entire baby out with the Democrat bathwater. Joe Biden today, I don't know what he was mumbling. I don't really pay attention to him. He doesn't either. But uh, yes, teleprompters worked well for him today. He he did uh, get up and speak some kind of mumble jumble uh, to the masses in response to, I guess, the president and violence. Finally, now the Democrats have woken up to violence in the country you know, it's only taken over 90 days plus uh, in Portland. Uh, federal bu- buildings nearly burned to the ground. Um, madness. Countless people dead. Police officers maimed, you know, shot at, several killed. I mean, it's a mess. The country is a mess. The Democrats have been completely asleep at the will. Um for whatever reason, you know, who knows? I, I get emails about that quite a bit. I believe there's a funding aspect to this that people are simply not aware of. And no one's really gone down the rabbit hole completely and deep enough and, and wide enough to be able to, you know, pull out all of the tentacles. Most of us in media, most of you know that George Soros and gang are funding uh, much of what of the anarchy that we see happening across the country. That is not a secret. Um, you have funds to pull these kids out of jail. He pulled this crap during the, uh, while I was up in DC for God's sakes, four years ago for the inauguration. I mean, this is how he operates. This, these are his tentacles. These are his kids. These are his entities. So it is chaos. It's anarchy. It's divide. It's, div- it's division. So, you know, I had someone ask me today on Twitter, do I believe that we will have civil unrest? Uh, upon the president's victory. Absolutely, unequivocally, hands down, yes, I do believe that will happen. I believe that until you start holding uh, mayors and governors uh, responsible, criminally culpable, as well as fiscally culpable for the damage that is done, that they allow to occur, once something goes beyond a peaceful protest, and these things are allowed to continue to occur. People are allowed to continue to gather and firebomb and uh, intimidate and harass and maim police officers uh, in their respective cities and states. There needs to be criminal uh, a criminality attached to that culpability on behalf of the elected leadership of said city and state and or state. I absolutely believe that that there should be restitution made. So, and I realize that that's not popular in most instances, it's not even legal, but I do believe that it's something that we should consider. It is something that the United States Congress should consider taking up 
the Department of Justice should consider what the ramifications need to be in city. And I understand, I understand that this is, you don't want the feds in on your state's business. I get it. But here's the deal. All poop rolls downhill. Anarchists breed upon anarchy. Anarchy begets more anarchy. Uh, as soon as someone sees that they are able to get away with something in one area, it travels. That's why a federal gang statute is so important on a federal level. Because as you see in the state of Georgia and you see in other states, we have the toughest gang statute in the country. When it's actually exercised, when there's nexus, when, when people are utilizing it on the municipal level, when you have Democrat DAs who will actually use the legislation before them, the laws already on the books, the databases already at their disposal, when they will actually utilize these things, you begin to see a shrinking of activity in that particular area because they don't want to be bothered with law enforcement. They want to move about freely. They're like a cancer virus. A cancer virus, how about that? First time I've said that in a long time. They're like a cancer tumor. They, they metastasize. They're malignant is what gang elements do. And that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with a criminal gang element. You're dealing with domestic terrorism in this country in the way of Black Lives Matter. Yes, Black Lives Matter and Antifa. So amazing that John, John Biden, I love it, that Joe Biden, I can't even remember his name, he can't either, but that Joe Biden would get up in front of the cameras and say today that, you know, this violence in these white nationalists, and I'm thinking, what? I mean, you had the president saying that he supported flag-carrying, uh, supporting, you know, patriots and Americans. If there's someone who eventually went rogue, you know, during a rally, or maybe they got raucous, you know, who knows, or, or they fired, uh, you know, paintballs at somebody. I have no idea. And the president clearly didn't know that either whenever he made that statement that these are good patriots. And, you know, it's kind of like what happened in, uh, yeah, that place. Uh, you know, moons ago, whenever he was accused of uh, Charlottesville, of, of being a, a KKK sympathizer, right, a white nationalist, that's where this whole crap started. And as soon as it came out of his face, I was on the air instantly, and I was like, this is not going to go well for him. I was on the air that Sunday, uh, Terrestrial Radio, and I said, he will never live this down, and he hasn't, that there are good Americans in the crowd. There are good people in that crowd, too. See, that's important. T-O-O also is important. There's, they're not just crappy people in any crowd, and the Democrats have certainly cornered the market on that phrase. So, especially during these peaceful protests that we've had lately. But the president said there are fine people, you know, in this group. Well, clearly he wasn't referring to people who would prefer to hang blacks up by nooses on trees. No one thinks those are good people who are in their right mind. And that's not who the president is. But that's how he's been portrayed since that came out of his face. And it's and it's never going to go away. That'll be what we hear about the president for the next four years of his next administration. No matter what he does for blacks, it'll never be enough. Jesus's blood was not enough for the black church at large. So do you really think that uh, some criminal justice reform and some uh, HUD availability and job creation, you know, all things that enable someone to live freely 
like it's speaking of enabling, I mean, that actually provides opportunity for people. But see, freedom comes with responsibility. And that is something the left knows very little about. They take responsibility for nothing. My former colleague Herman used to say, deny, deny, deny. That is what the left does. They deny. They deny they were ever there. Literally standing, you have evidence. Nope, what me and blackface. And so what, what if it was? I mean, that was so many moons ago. We have governors, sitting governors who are, you know, blackfaced to the hell. Let that be a Republican. End of the world. Never live it down. Canceled. Done. Check out. Gotta go. I mean, it's bananas. So what's good for the goose? Definitely not good for the gander in this country. Definitely not good. Uh, we did lose someone very near and dear to us as, uh, as inter- you know, entertainment, right? I actually kind of miss going to the movies. I miss being entertained by people who don't have a political platform and an agenda to really ruin it for me. Uh, but Chadwick Boseman, very sad to learn of his passing. Most people didn't even know he was sick with colon cancer. How old was he? 42 years old. Young, 43. Uh, he died on my daughter's birthday, August 28th in Los Angeles, California. He was only 43 years old of colon cancer. Please, please, please get your checkups, especially if you're over 50. But he struggled for over four years with that, and no one even knew it. Did so many other movies. You know, what was the face of? Here's just a few. Okay, he was uh, Jackie Robinson in 42, James Brown and Get On Up, Thurgood Marshall in Marshall. He was uh, the superhero in Black Panther in the Marvel Cinematic Universe films, including Black Panther. Also, uh, oh yeah, he won the NAACP Image Award and Screen Actors Guild Award. Not too far from here. He was born and raised in South Carolina. He attended, Lana, you like that? Lana, a little Southern there. Uh, he attended Howard University. Um, his final film was Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It will be released uh, on Netflix. So, very sad to hear of his passing indeed. Uh, and I know that, you know, his uh, his impact on the acting community um, was a good one. In the Anderson community where the actor grew up, a petition was started by residents on change.org to create a monument of Bozeman. And Governor Henry McMaster ordered flags at the State House in Columbia to be lowered to half staff on Sunday. McMaster says the two flags will then be given to Bozeman's family. Funeral arrangements have not been announced yet. Okay, so I want to ask you something. Why do we need a monument? Fine actor, fine gentleman, young man, very tragic of his passing, but why, why do we need another monument? What are we doing? You know, there's a reason the Bible says not to create for yourselves images carved out of stone or, or to create any graven image of above or the earth or below. Listen, I'm okay with uh, memorializing our past, but there's a reason. There's a reason we're told to watch it with that. Because we have a tendency to create golden calves out of everything. That's not new to this generation. It's certainly not new to our country. It is what it is. Speaking of golden calves, the hate for the president, certainly a golden calf. The hate for whites, hate for blacks. I mean, hate, 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 another golden calf. Here we go in Kenosha. 
At Civic Park, dozens from Kenosha say they back their police department. They are what stands between us and total chaos. Look at Portland, look at Oregon. The Back the Blue rally also drew some Black Lives Matter protesters and passers-by looking to engage in conversation. I believe it's very frustrating anybody of color. That flag over there, I personally take as an insult because it's degrading the American flag. Upon learning President Donald Trump will head to Kenosha. Nobody wants to see him or even hear him. Well, that's not altogether true. So millions of Americans would love to hear from him and see him. Uh, But the governor of Wisconsin is asking the president to refrain from visiting. He is like, you are the problem. You're part of the problem. You're just um, going to abdicate, you know, and shun all uh, responsibility Again, deny, deny, deny that any of that. We got Ted Wheeler. We've got this Yahoo in Wisconsin. I mean, it's a, it's such a crap show that everything is Donald Trump's fault. If Jesus descended from the clouds tomorrow, and you know some people were left during the rapture, that would be Donald Trump's fault. That's just where we are. It's tragic. But you've seen Democrat governors stand down, mayors stand down. Okay, so I had the the distinct pleasure of introducing a friend of mine who is running for a state Senate seat here in the state of Georgia. Uh, I believe that would make him the youngest uh, Congress member here in the state of Georgia. Um, and he is, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the youngest Senate member. Well, actually, bicamerally, I think he'd be the youngest person in the state legislature. There you go. Um, fantastic young man. I was He was speaking to the log cabin Republicans. For those of you who do not know who that, who, who that is, those are your uh, gay, bi, uh, trans, lesbian, you know, the LGBT community, whatever. Uh, they're people. There you go. That's how I refer to my gay friends. They're people. There. I hate the LGBT corporate entity, as it were. It's, it's just as much as I do the BLM entity for the exact same reasons. And the NAACP and the uh, SPLC and the who ACLU and anyone who is marginalizing Americans and reducing them to a letter in the alphabet, the color of their skin, their sexuality, the color of their hair, their eyeballs, whatever, their uh, religious beliefs. Anyone they can utilize to further their agenda of division and monetary grotesque gain in this country is what they do. I, I carry a grave disdain for those entities, bottom line. So they have... Do you ever just have one of those moments? (laughs) Do you ever just have one of those moments when you go, what the hell was I saying? (laughs) If my producer was here, God bless him. He he would write me a note right now and go, this is what you're talking about. The Southern Poverty Law, the Southern Poverty Law Center, all these crazy ass organizations that literally make my blood boil. I'm not even kidding. Um, Yeah, so that. Exactly. I'm so passionate about it that I can't even remember what the hell I was saying. So we're going to move on. <laughs> I know it'll come back to me. This is what the menopausal brain looks like. And hey, if you have an idea of what I was saying, you're welcome to email me and or let me know at my own open mic, monicamatthews.com. And that's how we roll here. Just very real. Uh, in other news, so we've got uh, 400,000 Georgians are facing possible eviction. Can you believe that? What's going on in your state? That's right. Back to the log cabin Republicans. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm thinking evictions, New Yorkers, uh, abysmal, everything, destitute, horrible. Uh, yeah, so New Yorkers from the log cabin Repo- Republicans came down. And, of course, they're booted and suited. They looked amazing because, you know, New Yorkers just roll that way. 
you always know when a New Yorker's in the house, especially when they're professional or they're like professional actor or actress or singer or whatever. Uh, artists, these are people near and dear to my heart as an artist at heart. These are people who know how to do art and do it well, right? Amen. The city has gone to hell. These gentlemen who were there at the meeting, I asked them to stand up and, you know, because <laughs> I wasn't running the meeting, but I probably could have. And I said, hey, you guys are here looking great, booted and suited. You're just in from Charlotte. Uh, you know, these guys were uh, delegates. And, uh, you know, these are gay people for Trump. Like the, the, you know, he's so homo homophobic, you know, that you have entire delegations and caucuses of gay folks called the log cabin Republicans who have endorsed the president, who are now sitting on the very first presidential, uh, council of, um, homosexuals. Uh, one of my dear friends who was running the Georgia log cabin Republic or Atlanta, uh, log cabin Republicans is now, um, Fulton County rather is now sitting on that council and Jamie Ansley, fantastic gentleman. And I have no doubt will do a world of good for conservative values. And I know some of you are like, what? Like, how do you reconcile that? Nope. You're talking about faith and conservatism. I'm not conflating the two. I'm not, not in this conversation. That's not what this is about. This is about voting for the president. And right now we have a giant faction of, uh, bi and gay and lesbian and trans folks who are all excited about Donald Trump. So fair enough. So be it. We're all patriots. Go Trump. Four more years. All about it. These dudes stood up and said, yep, New York, dead. We're watching it die on the vine as we speak. And there's nothing we can do about it. Over 600,000 residents, as many residents who stand to be evicted here in the state of Georgia, uh, you have 200 more thousand that have left the city of New York permanently. Permanently. So what does that tell you about election and consequences? The fact that AOC won her primary is truly astounding. Absolutely astounding that people would vote for her again. Again. The city will be a ghost town. I've predicted that within the next, oh, I don't know, five to seven years, you're going to see your first Sharia-friendly mayor in the way of a Muslim mayor. And I know a lot of my friends, you know, got on to me about the old mayor over there in London. No, he's a good guy. He's moderate. He's, you know, he's fantastic. I'm like, okay, well, just watch. And all you have to do is Google to see what the hell's going on over there. And trust me when I tell you it's not good. So, yeah, and you know why I think it's going to be ripe for that? Because it's going to be a ghost town. It is destitute, and that's how you end up with these vacuums and factions where people move in. Don't believe me? Look at Minnesota. Look at Michigan. Look at Detroit. Mess. Complete mess all the way around. Okay, so 400,000 Georgians about to be like, where are they going? What, are we going to have tent cities? I mean, if you're a landlord, how are you going to deal with that? I know you guys have your own mortgages to pay for these places that you're leasing to other folks, right? And if you're a person who's leasing and you don't have a job, where are you going? I mean, these are real problems that we're going to need real solutions for. I don't, I don't know where people go, especially without job opportunities. I mean, the CDC just came out with numbers that are different than numbers that we've been hearing in terms of deaths. Which have, they're on the downside, they're on the lower side, which is excellent. 
But how many states have completely shut down? I see something today in my notes here that Publix, in, I believe in Florida, hopefully mine will do this uh, right behind them, but has kind of quietly rolled up the little arrows on your aisles. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because people are really over this crap. And the whole country being shut down is just disastrous. It is a mess. You see wild, just feral rodents running cities in the way of de Blasio and others directly into the ground. And you don't think that's going to have an impact on us nationally, but it is. Okay, so on that note, speaking of, I'm going to get out of here and go listen to some really cool music apparently this evening. And uh, But I did want to check in with you first and remind you of just how much I adore you. It is Monday. I'm looking forward to one heck of a week, one heavenly week, filled with love and prosperity and peace and joy and all that good stuff. And I am praying that over you, speaking that over you. Mm -hmm. Menopause, brain and all. (laughs) All right. You know where to find me. MonicaMatthews.com, iTunes, Stitcher, all those good places. Sign up for my newsletters at MonicaMatthews.com too. Monica on your talk on Twitter. Be Monica Matthews on Facebook. I love you. Be good to your neighbor. Beginning your own mirror. And if you're an American, remember to act like one. Mm-hmm.